This is the Spin Talk Podcast. Catch Spin Talk with Lauren, live on Spin 1038 weekdays from 1. Spin 1038, this is Spin Talk with Lauren. Today I'm asking you to share the reasons that you may have been refused entry to a premises. So like a bar or a nightclub. Um, I don't even like a restaurant or a cafe, whatever. But I, more often than not, it's on nights out that people are refused entry because that's when there's security on the door. And I'd also love to hear from people who work in security. Like, what are the reasons that you're told you can refuse people? Do you just know sometimes this person is trouble? How do you explain that to the person? Because as I said, it doesn't always go down that well. Can it be a nightmare refusing entry to people? But at the same time, you've got a job to do. Like, what are the rules involved? Does it depend, you know, where you work? And look, I said earlier on as well, I really don't want to name establishments because I don't feel that's fair. There's two sides to every story. But I just would like to hear um, your experiences of being refused entry. Was it fair enough sometimes as well when you look back? 087-711-1038. Joining me on the line, I haven't spoken to this man in a while. It's John Braun. He's a self-defence instructor and security staff trainer. His website is johnbraun.com. Hiya, John. It's good to have you on Spin Talk. Long time no here. I know. Great to have you on the show. Uh, well, you were the man we thought of first thing this morning, John. We were like, he'll know all the ins and outs because it can be a bit of a grey area refusing entry to a premises. Yeah, it can be all right. Uh, the biggest thing, really, the most reason people get refused is because they're under the influence of alcohol and they're a danger to themselves and everybody else. So that's the biggest one. Like, so when someone staggers up the road and then tries to sober up before they come in the door and then you know well that they're they're going to fall or else if, you, if you're talking to steps going either up or down the premises there's a good chance they could fall um, that's the biggest one and to themselves as well it's just you cannot be just giving people more drink when they're absolutely legless basically that's the big one like you know okay. that's, you know, and that's you know and that's male and female as well like, so that's not just uh, you know it's yeah it's, I was thinking this morning that probably lads get refused more often than girls. I don't know why I think that. I'd love to know if people agree with me or not, but I have a feeling it, more often it's lads are refused. Well, the biggest reason lads get refused when there's about 20 of them arrive together, you know, and the, the one is worse than the other, right? That's the biggest one, and it looks like it's a stag party and they're making out for a golfing tour. Right? <laughs> you know, so... And these guys with no golf stick from a hurley stick, you know, so... Uh, that is the big, and you know, that's okay. the biggest thing. Now, when it comes to being too drunk, John... Um, Re, like, does, is that just up to the discretion of the person on the door? Because often you'll hear someone say, listen, look, I am. I've had a few drinks, but I'm grand. Like, I, I have my wits about me. I'll be fine. Is that just an on-the-spot call? Because I do sometimes feel that maybe security, in the eyes of a customer, can be a little too strict. Well, that's, you know what I mean? If someone falls, hits their head, and the next thing, all of a sudden, they say, why was he late in there? Or he goes in, and I'll I, I tell you this story. I... I had a guy come to the door one night and he had a few drinks with him all right and uh, he sort of toddled up and he was staggered a little bit and I said to him, listen, this is, you know, you have too much drink and he said, no, no, no. And I spent 10 minutes interviewing him outside and he started answering all the right questions but something at the back of my mind said, not let him in. So I overruled my gut, which he should never do. I let him in and we the boozer on, uh, inside for trouble. He was in there about a half a minute. He went in, he picked up the pint glass and he threw it at the, at the DJ's face. The DJ just missed. And as he missed, he rang the bell. We brought him out. And I was absolutely, he could have destroyed the DJ, destroyed anyone else in there. Yeah. So that is the nightmare scenario. I have to, have to think. And it's a fine line. But the biggest thing I've said to people <clears throat> is a lot of the time in cities that say, listen, 
go and have a bag of chips or a cup of coffee and come back. And that's the thing. And if you start verbally abusing the doormen or the door staff, it could be women as well now, um, then you're on a, a road to nowhere. So really the initial contact is how, you know, how you... And a lot of people, people are very polite compared to what they were. Um, but I mean that's the thing you know and if you imagine how I'd feel if the, if if he had last the doorman or the, the uh, DJ, yeah see that's the and thing can, and as you said you've got to trust your gut and I wonder like you know when it comes to training security staff is that the number one you always say look if you have a doubt yeah. in your mind just don't same it. thing same thing with self-defense women your, your instincts are never wrong and sometimes when everything looks right and that is screaming at you. either you know some people have it as a voice some people have it just an uncomfortable feeling in their stomach uh, don't overrule that it's always there it's there and at the times I did I got into serious over myself so uh, that's what I I teach now make sure you don't overrule that feeling if it's, if it's wrong and feels wrong it is wrong mm-hmm. Can I ask you, John, a bit about the legalities around how, how what you say? Because it's more often than not, you will hear security say to someone, listen, just not tonight. And they will be quite tight-lipped about the reasons they give. Because they've, I suppose they've got to be careful what they say because you will often see people sharing, particularly on social media, the names of places that were re- refused yeah, entry yeah. and people will claim it's discrimination. Well, that's it. Like, you know, that's the biggest thing. Like, you see, a couple of years ago, the social media was non-existent, really. So now it's all over the place. So, you know, that's it's probably got more tight-lipped. In fact, now, um, you know, it's the same thing. The only thing I say about social media is that if it goes to social, it's free advertisement for a nightclub or anything. You wouldn't believe it, like, um, how much, you know, people... And a lot of the time... You know, when social media was beginning just to uh, evolve, we had a situation where we refused entry and we ended up getting massive advertisement over and people came up and said, listen, no, these guys were right and whatever, and I've seen it like so. It can work both ways as well. Oh, okay. That's interesting. You just have to, you know, you have to, as, I don't know, as WC Fields or one of them guys or one of them smart guys in America said, no thing is bad publicity, you know. That is very true, yeah, to be fair. And look, and I'm asking people to be honest, you know, today when they look back, are they like, do you know what, that night I was refused, fair enough, I was an idiot or I was annoying security. But, you know, sometimes as well, security staff do get it wrong, John, and they might judge someone on their appearance or they might judge someone on the colour of their skin. Well, that's probably not a, you know, the the thing is that really the the biggest thing, and you talk to any security staff, is 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 how, initially how people, you know, if you say to someone, sorry, and they start screaming abuse, you throw it off the bat, and that's it, you know what I mean? Because the other thing as well, as you remember now, that all door staff are on WhatsApp or whatever, so if you get refused uptown in a nightclub at the very first, you'll get refused all over the place then, because it's just a matter, and that's what happens. You know, and that's why you'll be going home on the bus by yourself. Yeah, and this is it. And sometimes, look, it's just, it isn't your night. But I understand also it can be frustrating for people. They want a night out and maybe they just say the wrong thing. You know, first impressions can be can be um, to your detriment at times as well. Um, but what, just before I let you go, John, like what are... The, like how, what are the, the legal reasons you can refuse someone entry they're too drunk what else um, if, if you've seen them um, sort of, uh, <clears throat> often you get guys fighting outside a nightclub and they come in to try and get into the nightclub then okay. you know or if they've been they're if aggressive. they've been up to, you know that's exactly it and if if you know if you think that maybe that they had uh, were involved in a past karma shard had been involved you see uh, 
you know, if you're down the country, it's easy enough. But, uh, you know, in a city, uh, it, it might be hard, you know, just to find out who was who. But uh, mm-hmm. after a while, German are very good at faces. Yeah. They might be good at names, but they don't they don't forget faces because you cannot forget faces uh, otherwise. And that's the thing we teach as well. Is, 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 there's techniques for improving that as well. But, I mean, the biggest thing is that if if they're a troublemaker and known troublemakers and they've caused trouble before in in the nightclub or in the in the in the in the pub, you just can't let them in because they they'll, they'll always go back, you know. Right. Scorpion is still stinging. Like. <laughs> John, it's always great to have you on Spin Talk. Thanks so much for your time today. Okay, thank really you. appreciate it. Uh, that's John Braun, there, self defence instructor and security staff trainer. His website is johnbraun.com and he's been with us so many times over the years talking about self defence and security. You know, and he has years and years of experience. And as he said, he, you know, was able to tell stories and talk about um, just, you know, how important it is to follow your gut when it comes to self-defense. But today's discussion is around security and getting into a premises. I'd really love to hear from people who themselves have been refused entry to either a nightclub or a bar. Like, what was the reason you were given? And similarly, like, if you have worked in security, you've done the same kind of work as John, just how difficult is it? Like, what can you say to people? What do you not say to people? Have people kicked up at the door? What are the reasons you've refused people? Get involved. I'm on 087-711-1038. Loads of messages coming in about being refused entry into nightclubs and the reasons you've been told. Jed says, normally I was told that I was too drunk, even though I only had one point, while girls could barely stand and were ushered through by the bouncers. Jed, I made that point to John. I said, I do feel like being refused is something that happens more with lads. And, um, do you know, loads of my friends have worked in security over the years and so often I've heard that, God, you know, girls, um, women can be just as um, troublesome, as violent as lads so I don't really get that logic that like you know lads might cause or start fights um, Ali says I was once refused entry to a hotel because I was wearing ripped jeans it was for a business meeting so embarrassing I had to go and buy new trousers wow um, but then I don't know like should you be wearing ripped jeans to a business meeting I suppose it depends what kind of business you do it shouldn't matter what you wear Ali Natasha says, a security personnel cannot stop someone coming into a nightclub unless they cannot walk or stand because of being intoxicated. You cannot discriminate against race, size, religion, etc. They shouldn't have said that. That is not who a security personnel should be. They aren't the right one for the job, so. Um, yeah, sorry, the story we were referencing on Facebook is about a woman in Argentina who was refused entry because she was too fat. Um, I don't know what their logic was that they thought she wouldn't fit in the premises or that it wasn't safe for her. But that was the reason. Um, but look, people are judged for all sorts of things. And is it something that maybe you have experienced all too often? Is that there's something about you that security staff just can't, like, just they don't, won't give you a chance. And maybe, you know, you're not troublesome. You've never been intoxicated. It must be really frustrating. I was saying earlier on, like, I don't want to get into naming places because, look, there is two sides to every story. And as John said, when you're working as security, you've got to make that call and you've got to follow your gut. So if your instinct is telling you that someone's going to be trouble, you have to listen to that. And that's what they're trained for. Shane says on Facebook, refused once because I was too drunk, even though I drove to the place, parked my car outside and went straight to the door. Some bouncers really need to think of better excuses. Well, I hope you weren't drunk driving, Shane, but I think the point is that you were sober. Um, That's interesting. Stephanie says, a couple of years ago, myself and my ex were refused entry to a popular late bar in Dublin. He said it was full and then let the people behind us in. 
So naturally I'd questioned this and it was basically because my ex was Albanian with a beard. He could be a terrorist, never gone back. Please tell me they didn't say it was because he's Albanian and he has a beard and he could be a terrorist. Or is that the assumption that you came to? And this is the thing, and John was saying, you know, if you kick up or you cause hassle, it's just going to turn door staff against you even more. But I understand the urge to question, especially like if all your friends have gotten in or the people that you're with or your partner has gone in ahead of you or they're being allowed in and you're not. It can be really embarrassing. So, of course, you want to say why, but that can go against you and they just get their back up. It can be really difficult. Vlad says, yeah, here in Cork, didn't have a single drink that night, but I was just told not today. Haven't bothered going back since. I don't know what it is. Sometimes do they just not like the look of you? And that's not right. That's not fair. But and what really bugs a lot of people is when they say, look, it's regulars only. And you're like, well, how do I become a regular if I'm never allowed in? Like, that must be really frustrating. Patrick is on the line. Hi, Patrick. Hi, Lauren. How you doing? I'm Grant, thanks. Now, your, your, your daughter was refused, is what I gather from your message, not you. Yeah, well, we are well. We have both refused. I, we we'd been in this establishment uh, about half seven, had a drink or two. My wife and our sister was gone to a concert, so the plan was we'd go to the Thunder Oak Cafe for something to eat, and then come back to that establishment and meet up with them. And I was had been talking to the bar staff and that, and had a had a bit of laugh at them. But I said to them, "Any problems getting back in? Will it be busy?" He said, "No, no, not at all." And then we went for food, and when we come back, straight away, blunt, no, not getting in. I said. And I said to the bouncer, listen, we're after being in there, the guy, the manager with the, the moustache in there, we were talking to him, said it'd be no problem. No, not tonight, not tonight, regulars only. He was like, right, I'm not a regular drink, I don't be in town often, but it's where we frequent when we do go out to town, myself and my wife, you know? Yeah. But uh, it was adamant, no, we're not getting back, you're not getting in. And so that, 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 that peed me off a bit, you know? Yeah, it would. What did you do, Patrick? Well... Unfortunately, like, it was just—it was more the hand against you, pushing it to the side, and the letting all sorts go ahead of you, and that was frustrating me more. Because I know, so I could see some of them were just youngsters as well, probably nineteen and twenty, and then there was your your, your tourists, which is fair enough. But I was like, hold on, I said, we're after already having an hour or two in there. I said, my daughter had one drink; she's not going to be really drinking. Probably one more if she has another drink. I says, but we're waiting on my wife and her sister from the concert. I says, we're just going back in for another hour or two. I said, I'm the chap there with the moustache, and I actually seen behind him in the pub the guy, and he was adamant. He wasn't going in to ask him to get him or nothing. And then I did actually get a bit smart and cheeky, but I think that's what bounces draw out of you. Which, yeah, you shouldn't be getting smart and cheeky, but their attitude towards you is just totally wrong. They shouldn't be just in your face, you know? And I think they draw a lot of problems themselves the way they talk and treat you. I think a lot of people would agree with that, Patrick. And I, I listen, we've spoken to some really, really nice um, people on this show who work in security and they've explained just how frustrating it must be dealing with people and the way they're spoken to at times. But I do, yeah. I think people would agree with you is that, you know, obviously they've heard all the same stuff over and over again. But oh, you you're that. a new customer. They should treat it as a new interaction, you know, and not be kind exactly. of dismissive. Don't get me wrong, Lauren. I know they have a tough job. I, I also, I, I, I used to be a taxi driver. I've seen sitting outside pubs and ranks what you have to put up with. I understand the job. I wouldn't say every bouncer's like that either. No. But I would say 80% of them are worse off than the other 20%. And they just draw, they draw problems at doors more so than where they could just have life a bit easier. Like even one quick old story, years back I went into town to meet up with a football team and I hadn't been drinking. They, they were all in there earlier. I was walking late. I went in, hadn't had a drink, got a bus in, got to the door of the nightclub where they had went to, 
and I was actually pushed off the step, fell on the ground, and with the fact of no drink on me, out of embarrassment, I just got up and walked off. And he was at the telling me I had too much drink. And I'm like, I haven't had a drink, mate. I'm just getting on a bus and coming in here. I haven't touched the drink yet. And pushed me and I fell down the step. I saved a few drinks on me and obviously would have done something. Because I have embarrassment, I didn't even do nothing about it. I just grew up and walked away. That's and that what a it. lot of people say is it can just be very, very embarrassing. Um, yeah, that's it. It's more the embarrassing thing. And this thing regular is only like, how do you become a regular? Yeah. Start letting me in. Yeah, I know. You know? Patrick, lovely so, to speak to you today. Thanks a mil for You too, Lord, and have a good day. You bye bye. bye. Um, Patrick was refused entry with his daughter. Now, they'd been in the premises and came back. And, you know, as Patrick said, you know, you do end up getting a bit smart, a bit thick, because you're just so frustrated. And really, you feel judged, you feel embarrassed in a way at times. And as Patrick said, look, it's not an easy job. I know people who've worked in security. Just speaking to John there as well, he's like, you know, lads in a group will try and convince you that they're a golf trip when you know it's a stag and, you know, they're causing trouble even before they get inside. It can be really, really difficult. So I do, I really, I don't envy people who work in security on doors of bars and nightclubs. But at the same time, you know, when it's someone's night out, it's not their problem or their fault that the person before them was an Egypt. So it, it just, I think that's something that people get frustrated by. It's like, you're obviously having a bad night. You've obviously had loads of crap to deal with. And now I'm here and you're taking it out on me. I don't know. Maybe you disagree with that. 087-711-1038 is the number. I would love to hear your stories today. Have you ever been refused entry to a bar or a nightclub? What was the reason you were given? And if you've ever worked in security, I would love to hear from you today. What are the reasons you have refused people? I appreciate you sharing the stories today of the reasons why you haven't been allowed into an iClub or a bar. And I understand, like, some of them can be a bit embarrassing or some of them can be things that you're sensitive about. But I suppose we just want to sh- hear those stories today because sometimes they, they just don't make sense and it can be really, really frustrating. We heard from Patrick there a little earlier on. But, you know, I would also like to hear from people who have worked in security and just as John Braun, the security expert we were chatting to, said just sometimes you've got to make a call and you've got to follow your gut and people don't like that but you've got a responsibility to keep your colleagues and, and other customers safe so I, th- I do think more often than not like if you have too much to drink which as John said is the main reason people are refused entry if you, you've been refused entry for being too drunk you go home chances are you're annoyed about it on the way home and then the next day you're like yeah no I was locked like fair enough um, in hindsight, you kind of... But some of the reasons we're getting in, to be fair, are a bit mad. Um, Connie says, My local is the worst place for refusing. Went in with two friends for my birthday in January. We were all sober, only had two drinks in the pub beforehand. Right, technicality, you're not sober then, right? If you have, I know what you're saying, but you're not drunk, but you're not sober if you've had two drinks, right? So let's just... Technicalities aside... But she says, we're women in our 40s, not out to cause trouble at our age. We dress classy and I'm the type who has a limit on what I drink. I would never allow myself to get drunk. The excuse is always, sorry, you're not a regular. Last time the guy in the door said to me, uh, no, he only knew me, which was a funny excuse since I'd been there since he didn't know me. Sorry. Last time the guy in the door said to me, no, he only knew me which was a funny excuse since I'd been in there three weeks beforehand with the same two friends. Oh, sorry, he only know you, knew you out of the three of you. I should have just read that sentence, Connie, sorry. Okay, we don't go out every week, maybe once every few weeks. It's not that regular, but when we do go out, that's where we like to go. And it's very upsetting being refused for no good reason. And embarrassing is what a lot of people are saying today, you know, um, especially if everyone else in the group is able to go in. 
This listener says, my partner always wears a hat. He's just a hat person. The hat type varies. I'm not just talking underdressed baseball caps. He has been fused so many times and is only allowed in if he gets rid of his hat. How ridiculous is that? Every person has the right to wear what they like, in my opinion. People have their own quirkiness. Whether they should display it certainly shouldn't be decided by bouncers on a venue door. I don't get the hat thing. I'm not going to lie to you. If anyone works in security, is it maybe because they can't be identified on CCTV? Would that be it? I know an awful lot of lads get refused if they're wearing trainers. Like there's a dress code for certain places. Um, A bar opened up near where I live once, right? And I was out for a walk and I went to walk in just to have a look at it as I walked past and they wouldn't let me in because I was wearing my runners. But like I was clearly not going in to order a drink. I just wanted to look around. I was being nosy. But no, bit scarlet. Jenny says, not a club, but a concert venue. I was refused entrance to a concert in Dublin by a male bouncer because I don't have a Cork accent. Took over an uh, took over an hour to get in and only got in because two female bouncers who both agreed on the three IDs that were mine. So you, you don't... I What? Refused entrance to a concert in Dublin by a male bouncer because I don't have a Cork accent. That is bananas. But anyway, long story short, you got in. That's great. Um, that's so bizarre, Jenny. And there's loads of weird examples coming in. I'll do my best to get to all of them. Sarah is next on the line. Hi, Sarah. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thank you very much. Um, the age thing, Sarah, no one has brought up. Sometimes places will change the age at which you have to yeah. be to get in. Yeah, like, you know that the place might be only, like, it's 18 on a regular night, but then they say 20s to you. But, like, I've been, I'm 20 now, and... Um, I remember like being when they were like, oh, it's 19 into a certain nightclub and then you go up and then you show your ID and you go, sorry, it's 20 this night. It, it's a bit of a slap in the face. And I think the worst thing is when you, you say, okay, yeah, that's fine. And you go on to the next place and you find a place. But then you might see on social media or you might see in front of you even sometimes people who you know are younger than you and you see them from everyday basis and they're in that club. That would be, yeah, yeah you, like... Obviously, they may be using a different idea or something. That's a different issue, but you know that they're younger than you, and you, really, you know, sometimes I've almost called out being like, they're younger than me. That's ridiculous. Like. Yeah, and this is the thing, is that like you don't want to be argumentative because they don't forget faces, so you don't want to get known as a troublemaker, but at the same time, it can just be very unfair when they just change the goalposts. Yeah, and then, like, I've had to make friends with the bouncers sometimes just so I can get in because then they'd know me. Yeah. And, like, that could just mean from me just leaving early to go to work the next morning and saying, listen, lads, it's my night, and then I just might chat away until I get a, a taxi or whatever. But I remember going to a, a bar rather than a nightclub with, on a couple of dates with a lad, and because he was 23, we both never got asked for ID. But then when I went on another date there a couple of months later when another lad he was 20 and we both asked for ID and then the other night I went to my friend after a show in the work gosh and we didn't get asked for ID so yeah. it's kind of more it's who you're with anyway. sometimes or it just can depend who's on the door it can depend yeah. the humour they're in it's not always fair um, but it just seems that that's the way it is some of the stories that are coming in yeah. are bonkers Sarah thanks a million for coming on Thank you very much. Good bye. to speak to you. Bye-bye. Sarah just feels sometimes, you know, it could depend on the company you're in. You know, um, she's been asked for ID. Other nights, she hasn't. Linda says, Hi, Lauren. I'm in a CrossFit gym. 
Yay, CrossFit. Uh, we had done a competition over the weekend and went out on Saturday night to celebrate. We went to a late night disco bar after being out for food and when we got to the door, the doorman refused the guys. Said he could let the girls in, but not the lads. We hadn't even had a drink, so we asked what the problem was with the lads and the doorman said, honestly, the lads are too big. If something was to kick off and there was trouble, the doormen wouldn't be able to control them. What could we say to that, even though the lads literally wouldn't harm a fly? They were big, muscly lads. Like, that's discrimination against CrossFit, Linda. Uh, that's really annoying. And I think definitely, like, if you are, you look a certain way, you have a certain build. So let's say, for example, that CrossFit kind of look, or maybe you're into weightlifting, big muscles. Sometimes people assume that you're an aggressive person. That That's really annoying. Linda, sorry to hear that story. Uh, Nicola's next on the line. Hi, Nicola. Hi. Nicola, why were, are you, sorry, you used to work in a nightclub. Yeah, I used to work in a club and they used to make the bands so count how you count us. And they used to count up and down who was everyone coming in and out. They had one for boys, one for girls. And they used to have to keep track. And if the count went too high, especially if it was too many boys, they had to start refusing entry. Okay, so it was kind of um, a ratio thing. They didn't want too many guys in place. Yeah, they don't want too many guys there. They want to kind of keep the numbers even. They also used to have to reduce the amount of couples coming in as well. Couples? Because couples were less likely to spend, alcohol, uh, spend money in our club. Wow, Nicola. Eye opener. Yeah, it's all about uh, what they make the most profits on. They made more profits on girls in groups, and they made more profits on guys being able to hit on girls. Okay. Um, wh- what were some of the reasons they would tell people on the door then when they were at capacity, there was too many guys in the place? What were some of the reasons they'd give for not letting people in? Uh, a lot of times it'd be just uh, they didn't have, couldn't let me in at the moment. Uh, they were over, they had too many people in. Uh, sometimes they'd be down again to alcohol. Other times they said it's a special event on. Okay. All right. And do you think sometimes, Nicola, like bouncers just, they have a tough job. Like they have just this call to make and they've got to trust their gut. Oh, yeah. They have a really hard time. I mean, we used to have a bouncer there when you used to call at midnight. Uh, it's really tall, young, uh, tall young fella, big guy. And uh, he used to get so mad hassle. He'd have boys just basically coming up trying to fight to him. And even though he's a big musty guy, he's about as gentle as it comes. And he'd have lads literally coming there just trying to pick fights for no reason at all. What do they call him, Midnight? Yeah, because he was um, jet black. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. I hope he was okay with that. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm uh, what is it? I'm a Caribbean myself. Ah, okay, okay. And so people were always starting on him. Yeah, all the time. He he used to get people just literally. It's like they saw because of his size now that he'd be up for a fight all the time. Oh my God, Nicola. Good to speak to you. Thanks, a million for that. No, thanks, love. Okay, bye bye. Um, wow. I wonder now. Can people figure out where that nightclub is? Um. But, or if anyone remembers that guy anyway um, interesting just Nicola's story about you know getting people in and out of a nightclub counting numbers there really is nothing more cell destroying than standing in the queue for a nightclub and it's like one out one in so you just have to wait and like oh god like you'd spend hours in a queue sometimes I want to hear your stories of being refused access um, or entry into nightclubs and bars, please. 087-711-1038. Anita is on the line and reckons it's actually pretty easy to get into places here in Dublin. Hi, Anita. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thank you very much. Why do you think it's easy to get in um, to places in Dublin, Anita? I just have an experience uh, in different cities. I, I, I have been refused to get into certain places in Dublin, in one place in particular, uh, years ago, but I've kind of learned my tricks, how to like what to do, what not to do. Okay. I'm Polish myself, so I think the reason why we weren't allowed to get in was because we were speaking Polish in front of the venue. And it happened a few times in Dublin. But 
anyways, I do think it's kind of easy because um, having an experience of like being in different cities, for example, New York would be the hardest place to get into a bar or nightclub. I remember the very first time I went to New York, uh, we couldn't get in anywhere. And there was nothing really wrong in particular in the way like we looked, we dressed, etc. We were just told no every single time. And then, you know, we were like, why, 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 why is this happening? What's wrong with us, kind of, in a, in a way? But uh, we did a bit of a research, and uh, you know what it is? There is different places. Like, I mean, it, it works the same in every single city. So there is places that are more kind of, like, on the higher side, like, more expensive. And, like, in New York, for example, if you want to get into those kind of places, you need to look. I mean, there is bouncers there. And there is also selectors. So selectors' job is to basically scan you head to toe to see what kind of designer shoes, what kind of designer bag are you wearing, do you fit in. There is no such a thing like that in Dublin. And another thing as well that they do over in the States is, um, yeah, they'll tell you you might possibly be able to get in, but you have to queue. So you stand there for half an hour and nobody likes to stand around and just like be told, oh yeah, maybe, we'll see. So uh, if you do want to get in and skip the queue, you ask for a table charge. So usually it's around $400 or something, and you get like a bottle of champagne or something. I tried to pull that trick in Dublin once or twice, but it doesn't work. <laughs> Unfortunately. And it works out pretty expensive, but I know what you mean. It's like they want, as as Nicole was saying, who was on earlier on, um, or Nicola, they want to know that they're going to make the most amount of money so they're going to exactly. allow in groups that are going to spend big so if you're offering to yeah. buy a table which is what they do a lot in America yeah. they'll let you in going back to your point here about being in Dublin mm. Anita and speaking Polish in the queue this is something we've addressed on the show before when it comes to um maybe people in the workplace discussing something in their native language and how Irish people just don't take to that at all. Like, what Mm. do you think the problem is with speaking Polish when you're in the queue, especially if you're with other Polish people? I mean, I do kind of, I'm I'm here for such a long time that I've kind of learned the way Irish people see it. So I wouldn't be the kind of person that, like, even if I'm with my Polish friend, and I know there is Irish people around us, we would speak English because I consider it rude myself. Okay. Um, but, uh, like, if you're in the queue and there is, like, two or three girls, we are speaking Polish because we are Polish. And I don't know, perhaps maybe they associate, like, Polish girls with trouble. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't, know. Know. I don't know. But I get it, you know, I get it. Like, if you don't want to have Polish people in your club, I get it. I'll go somewhere else. But uh, what I'm trying to say in here is that it's not fair it's never going to be fair and that's the way it works really like there's different places there's more casual places there's places that play like a different type of music there's even places where you can get a drink for a fiver and a place in which you can get the same drink for 15 euros yeah. and you know they select the kind of crowd that they want there to be because they're being associated with a certain type of people if you know what I mean yeah I think you're right Anita it is just you know and that's their establishment they can fill it with whoever they want it just doesn't always go down well with people but I really appreciate Mm. you coming on thanks so much for your time no worries bye bye Um, Anita just makes the point that like look that is just the way the world is it's like they don't want certain clientele but I suppose what's what people struggle with is well why am not I good enough why don't you want me as a customer and that is you know it's embarrassing and it's upsetting as we've heard from a lot of people today this listener says me and my two friends went to a well-known pub in Dublin it was Christmas time we were refused because we were wearing Christmas jumpers 
The doorman told us not tonight because we weren't doing the Christmas thing. We asked if we went home and got changed, could we come in? And still he told us no. We aren't troublesome, but for some reason he took a disliking to us. I'm not a teenager. I'm 35. Um, I suppose, did he think maybe you were doing 12 pubs? Because I know a lot of places have issue with that, particularly around the city centre. But also, I think people are just a bit sick of Christmas jumpers, you know? Um, but I, again, I'm not saying I think that's a good enough reason to refuse your entry, particularly considering you went home to offer, and you offered to go home and get changed. Sinead says, went out with my friends to a nightclub. We went regularly with her younger sister and friends who were all 18. We're all 24 plus and got asked for ID when the 18-year-olds didn't. We got refused and they got in even though the nightclub is supposedly 21s. Fuming isn't the word. Haven't been back. Your friend and her younger sister, like, you would be raging, Sinead. Really, really raging. And you'd be tempted, as someone said earlier on, to, you know, call out the people who are younger than you. Sharon says, yeah, I was refused uh, many a year ago from a club. Sorry, not tonight, regulars only. So me being me asked, how the hell do I become a regular if I can't get in? My father was a bouncer for many years. And to be honest, girls are worse than blokes. Another reason my partner was not allowed into a club was because of his tattoos, which are his artwork. They don't need a valid reason to not let you in. This is the thing. It's It's judging. It is hands down making a judgment based on someone's appearance or their demeanour or the way they talk to you. John was saying earlier on, it's first impressions. You know, you, he's like, you see someone stumbling down the street and then they're trying to sober up as they're chatting to you. He was like, you see it a mile away. And that's what a lot of door staff are trained to recognise and figure out if you've had too much to drink. And as John said, you know, he interviewed a guy for 10 minutes one night and the guy convinced him, answered all the right questions, had all the right answers, but John's gut, his instinct was screaming not to let your man in. But he let him in. And within two minutes, I think even less, your man said he'd picked up a pint glass and thrown it at the DJ and could have destroyed the DJ's face. So like, that's what you're dealing with. And I think to be fair, in a lot of cases, in hindsight, when it comes to alcohol um, and whether or not you're intoxicated, I think sometimes people can turn around and go, do you know what? Fair enough, maybe I was a bit over the top or maybe I, I'm delighted I, was, I wasn't I was allowed in and I was sent home. But I, to be fair, a lot of the reasons we're getting in tonight, today, um, are, they do seem quite unfair. They do seem kind of harsh. This listener says, Hey Lauren, first time going to a nightclub for my leaving cert results. I was with three lads and one girl. Showed my ID and got through, but our friend who's foreign was denied. Definitely because he wasn't Irish. We waited in line for over an hour. It was an absolute joke. Actually shocked that discrimination still happens in this day and age. And I wonder, like, did they say to you? Did, I, I really doubt that they, were, they said the words out loud, it's because your man is foreign. Like, they just wouldn't say that. And you can't prove that then. And I know it's frustrating because you hear it so often, people saying, like, I know this is the reason they didn't let us in. But I suppose they have the right to decide who comes in, who goes out. I'm not saying it's right or wrong what they do, but if they didn't verbalise that, I just don't think you really have a case, you know. Another listener says, Hi, I got refused from a club because I was on my phone in the queue. When I looked at the bouncer, my pupils were dilated and he said I was too drunk even though I wasn't drinking. Stop. Is that what he said? That your pupils were dilated. I thought you were going to say it's because you weren't paying attention because you were on the phone and it really annoyed him. Lucy says, in Berlin, they only let you into the nightclubs if you're dressed down in all black. So strange, complete opposite to if you're dressed up, you don't get a look in. Safe to say, I didn't get in. 
different places have different rules, you know, and as Anisha said, it's really up to the business, the establishment, what, who they want to let in. Kira says, I'm quite a small girl. I can only ever get into a club when I wear heels, even though I'm 22. Just think it's unfair for bouncers to decide on you based on looks. Well, do you not have ID? I don't get it. If, you, if they're asking for ID and they look at your ID, is that not good enough for them, considering it seems to be there? they think that you're younger than you are, Kira. Really interesting conversation today about the reasons why you have been refused entry to nightclubs and bars. Thanks so much for getting involved. If you are contributing to the conversation on Facebook, I would just ask that you don't name establishments or tag them because there is two sides to every story. So it's just not fair to do that. You can give your story without naming places. Is that fair enough? Thank you so much for getting involved. Steve K is up next with Spin Hits. This is the Spin Talk Podcast. Catch Spin Talk with Lauren. Live on Spin 1038 weekdays from 1.